Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Cinescape Magazine movie review show podcast thing. <laughs> yeah, just like our old, our first uh, business card said, two jerks, one podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you know what? It, it, damn, it, I, it's been two and a half months, I believe, since we, uh, we've been in front of the microphones. You know, we've been doing the Zoom shit for a while, right? And, yep. uh, you know, being at home, like I was unemployed the whole time, you know, and... You know, trying to, you know, figure, you know, when you have more time in your hands to try to figure yourself out and think about things. I was, um, one of the things I was doing, besides trying to stay physically active, even though I was less physically active because I wasn't at work, you know, doing more yoga though, that's good. But uh, one of the things was, you know, stuck in a a one-bedroom apartment and you're stuck in these surroundings all day, every day, because you can't go anywhere. And you start looking around and you're like, you know... All these things I've been putting off for a long time. Let's start doing something in here, right? So I, I, I am a huge fan of these Arcade 1-Up cabinets that have been coming out for the last couple of years. And I have four of them. I've purchased five of them, but I have four in my house. What's and the fifth one? Fifth one, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that one's right there. <laughs> yeah. So, um but yeah, so I've I've helped I've done my part to keep these guys in business, right? Because I want I want to see what they're doing, and you know they got a cool Sega one coming out at the end of this year that I'm probably going to get. I want, damn it, I still I want Burger Time, yeah, and I I really want the Asteroids one because it has Tempest on it, uh-huh. and then they're supposed to be they're supposed to be um, announcing a, a a new one that's coming out soon. Like there's it's like big news new new yeah. one. Like, uh, I'm hoping Dragon's Lair. That's dude, I, yeah, I hope that they're signing on. I hope they're hooking up with Nintendo, too, and getting some of their arcade classics. And, you know, if Sega can figure out some of these licenses with uh, with a lot of the, um, you know, the big stuff they've, they've had in the arcades. Because Sega, I've, I've heard that Sega has more arcade games than any other um, manufacturer in the world that they've made over the last 30, 40 years, right? So... Um, like there's some off the top of my head. Uh, what was it? Uh, the, there's a weird Spider-Man one that looked very comic booky, and it's weird because Spider-Man himself looks like he's out of shape the way he walks, his head slouched down and shit. But it's still a really cool game, and that one completely disappeared. And there's other games too that you'll never see probably because of licensing, right? Like Alien vs Predator. That game is like one of the most popular video games in the arcade, and it's never been released on any platform. You can only find it in old cabinets and on emulators. That's not true. That's what I've 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 heard from multiple people when I watch videos. No, there's Aliens versus Predator uh, for PC. I mean, that's is it the same though from the arcade of uh, the arcade version? Uh, I'm talking about the specific arcade. I version. think it's very similar. Okay, it's like when they had Doom for PC uh-huh. or Doom for uh, arcades. Okay, you know, like when you watch in Gross Point playing. Mm-hmm. It, I I want to believe like if you can play as the Predator and you can play as the Alien and mm-hmm. you can play as a Colonial Marine. Yeah, it's the same game. Okay. Because so, we used to we used to do land games with that and yeah. the alien like with, when you're running with the alien the alien runs super super fast yeah and then when you're trying to get everything going like you like if you're upside down it plays with your vertigo sense of vertigo yeah and you and and your brain just can't deal with it mm-hmm. until you played it for a while yeah so my thought process is and I know it's simple but my thought process is. You have all of these 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 games, these properties that have been sitting there not making any money for decades. Do something with it. People will buy this shit. I will buy this shit, okay? Because 
a lot of these arcade one ups, I barely even play them. They're just in my room, my my apartment as decoration because I love it. It's like more attractive than some ugly sculpture. Okay, like from Beetlejuice or something, right? <laughs> so, you know, there there's really cool. I've, the four I've got in my apartment is I've got the Ninja Turtles, the four player one. I've got the Marvel uh, superheroes, which has uh, Marvel superheroes, um, X Men, Children of the Atom, and the Punisher. All right, I've got. Um, I've got the Mortal Kombat cabinet, which I call the Mortal Cabinet. It's got Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. And the um, the fourth one I have is the Final Fight cabinet, which has Final Fight, uh, 1944, Strider, and, um, oh my God, I'm brain farting on it. Anyway, it'll come to me in a moment. But yeah, I've, it's, so it's got four games on it, though. And, uh, oh, Ghosts and Goblins. That's right. So, which is a hard-ass game to play. Holy shit. Even with unlimited quarters, <laughs> but so I want to get the the Sega has one that they're coming out with in the fall, which is um, the Revenge of Death Adder, which has never been released on any platforms, and so that's like the people consider it to be the true Golden Axe Part Two, and the cabinet's designed to look exactly like the arcade version. It's got the original Golden Axe on it, Shinobi, this weird wrestling game, and um, Altered Beast. So that's a cool five games to have on there. You know, I mean, well, I don't care for the wrestling one, but you know what? What if it was only going to come out with four and then they just threw on the fifth, you know, the wrestling as a fifth one. So like, okay, whatever, added bonus. So I want that one, but I also want like the burger time because that looks fun as hell, you know, and I do want the NBA Jam. And look, if they can, they can get the licensees worked out with the NBA Jam, then they can do it with other things as well. They can, they can get this worked out because like I said, there's plenty of money out there to be made, you know, so you know, people just got to, companies got to step up and just start doing it, right? Like, I think if they came out with uh, Nintendo's Popeye Arcade, I might jump on that because there's something about that game that that's just really nostalgic for me. And I love the music from it. Yeah. You know? And uh, so anyway, I, I've been decorating my apartment. I've been getting rid of more stuff. And um, I sold a punching bag that I bought because I had no more room for it. So I sold the punching bag. actually made more off of it than I paid for it. Because I bought it at all these discounts when Big Five was selling it. And um, and then I, I just, yeah. So I've been buying um, all these different um, metal, these metal tin plates of movies and of video game stuff. And I've been um, slowly putting them on. I'm, I'm replacing my curtains soon. I bought these um, these pub style bar tables that um that um to make my my living room look like, you know, you're in the middle of it, like a, like a bar arcade, like a barcade, I guess you would call it. Right. I don't think I originally came up with that off the top of my head, but I think you would call it a barcade. So like kind of like the, the coin op place in downtown Sacramento or something. Right. And it just I like that that atmosphere, you know, and so I've got different. I even just bought one of those Pac-Man ghost lights, you know, where it changes colors and stuff like that. And and so when it's all said and done, I'm going to have this my, my living room looking like a little cool mini arcade. And if I do things just right, if I set them up just right, I could actually fit at least a couple more cabinets in there until finally the day comes where I step up and, you know, <laughs> I don't move into a larger place. But that's why, like, I'm going to try to hold back on buying any more cabinets for a while. But I got to jump on Sega. I've always wanted to support Sega because I hope that I was always hope that they would step back into the, the platform game, you know. And get back in there, but you know, Sega of North America. If anyone doesn't know, they fucked up a lot of shit with Sega, and so I don't know if they could ever still recover from that when it comes to having home platforms. But whatever, that's another. That's for another podcast. So anyway, what I'm getting at is, 
I've taken advantage of this time, not fully. I mean, there's still a lot of things I should have been doing, but um, I did, you know, I wanted to make my environment more comfortable, you know, and more, more, just more me. And I love that atmosphere. I love going, like, I remember when I was a kid in the eighties and every once in a while I was, I was a welfare kid. So I, I, you know, we, I wore clothes from Goodwill. I don't need any sympathy. That's just my life. It was simple. It was normal for me. So, but I wasn't used to going to places all the time. So every once in a while, when we would go to like, say um, in North Highlands where I lived, there was a place called the pizza mill that was on um, the um, intersection of Auburn and Watt Avenue. And you go in there and it had like, you know, um, multiple layers. It wasn't like two decker or anything like that, but it just had some sections that were higher than others. And there was seating, family seating and, you know, bar type benches and arcade games and stuff in there. And you go in there and it's just really cool. You know, that there's this feeling that comes along with it. Or there was a shakies that used to be in North Highlands and it had separate rooms, you know, they'd have an arcade room, then they'd have a family party room and other rooms like that. And then, then they have all you can eat bar and just the way it was set up. I loved it. Like the inside was made out of bricks, you know, brick pillars, brick walls and brick bars and all that stuff just, it calls to me. And so if I can get my place looking more and more like that, then I just feel more nostalgically complete if that's the best way to, to state it. So I'm on the way there, you know, I, you know and I, I want to keep going because this is just, this is like a kid in a candy store with this shit, man. I've been ordering all these little signs off of uh, Amazon, you know, because you can't. It's hard to go into places and find this shit. But I've been. I ordered like a mini Spy Hunter arcade sign, Donkey Kong, Tron, uh, Mortal Kombat, um, and then I, I I can't remember all of them. But there's other ones too that I got in there. And then the movie ones I got. I got a bunch of horror ones. I got the original Dawn of the Dead movie plate poster. Uh, I've got two different kinds of Halloween. Uh, I got, oh, I got a cool one. It's green and it says Elm Street in white. And then it's got the four scratches across Elm Street. That's on my wall. And, uh, uh, oh, The Shining. I got one for The Shining. And then I've got other stuff too. And so I've been, you know, reorganizing with my movie shelves and all that. And it just looks really, really cool. It looks more and more like a fanboy man cave, you know. And that's just, I love it. I love just... Being in that. And like I said. How dare you say man cave in this <laughs> climate, sir? My, my, uh, oh God, my, my penis uh, having person domicile. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. <laughs> so anyway. My gender fluid domicile. Yeah. Anyone's invited. Hey, party on. You know what I mean? So, in, and the fact that this is the weird part though, even though I don't really play on the arcade games much myself, I love people just coming over and playing on them. And I'll just sit there and fucking sit back and just enjoy other people enjoying these things that I have put here. I put before them, <laughs> you know, I pardon thee. I just, I, I don't know. This is great. This is great. And I, I need to start making more money so I can get a bigger place. Cause I want to, I want to just go all out with this shit. You know, I don't, I don't really want to have classic arcade cabinets cause they're just a pain in the ass to maintain you know, with uh, having people have to come out and service them because I don't know how to work on that shit myself. Even though they're less, older ones aren't as complicated as they are now, you know, with the electronics. But still, at the same time, there are things that are super, you know, super complicated with them because you had, you know, the picture tube TVs, which made the cabinets extremely heavy, all right? 
which what means you can't just make those you can't put those in an upstairs apartment in a shitty area because they might you have too many of those in your apartment they'll probably fall through the floor those heavy son of a bitches but i just like these little mini ones man these little mini ones are they're not as big so you can fit more into a space and and i hope that they get smart smarter about these down the road where you can start like buying like upgrades to them like i don't know like a you could plug something in and you could add extra games to it or something, you know? Like, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that with the mini Sega Genesis and, and all and the mini uh, Nintendos and the Turbo Graphics, that they haven't installed this thing on them where you could plug in a USB stick or something where you could put more purchased games or something onto the system to play. You know, other classic games that didn't make it on there in the original run when it was uh, first released, you know what I mean? That that should be something on there because it gives you people more incentive to want to keep revisiting and going back to these classics. You know, it's fucking amazing. The, the modding community for this is great. Yeah, dude. If they if they decide to like sell me upgrades for my Mortal Kombat because my Mortal Kombat is a second gen, right? Because they had the first year which was like Pac Man and a couple other things, and there was issues with those little like you know manufacturer issues uh-huh. with them. But each generation gets better and better. And so, like, for example, in Mortal Kombat cabinet, it only has one speaker. Right. Well, and it does not have a lighted marquee. But what if they came out down the road with a lighted marquee and dual speakers? Because they, like, with the Ninja Turtles, they have that together. Or, no, with yours. The, the, the lighted marquee on the Star Wars and the dual speakers are together in one little thing. Right. So um, they could do that. Like, like, so if they sold that for the Mortal Kombat cabinet... I would buy that shit to add it on, so now I'd have a lighted marquee, Mortal Kombat, you know. Yeah, and they and they do. Um, there are there are people that actually do that. They will sell you the lighted marquee and yeah, and the, the, like I said, the modding community is amazing. There's there are things on there that I've seen that are just so spectacular. Yeah, um, and I'm just like I said, you know, I, there's like there's three games I want them to come out with: Punch Out, Super Punch Out. <laughs> oh, that was another one I bought. Sign. I know I didn't buy the punch out sign. Shit. I'm going to though. And then uh uh Dragon's Lair. Uh-huh. Dragon's Lair too. That's the other metal sign I bought. Dragon's Lair. And then uh Dragon's Lair. Uh Space Ace. Mm-hmm. And then um what's the other one? Because I, I didn't know I had said because they 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 did a poll. They're like, hey, what games would you like to see? And I'm like, fucking Tempest. Yeah. I didn't realize that they had Tempest on the on the asteroids platform. I was yeah. just like, duh. Yeah, I um I I made recommendations as well. I did um Smash TV. Yeah, because that's a fucking cool arcade game. I don't really want to play it. Robotron, at home. Robotron. Uh, Robotron was cool. Um, I did. Oh, of course, the re- original Tron. The you know, yeah, uh, both Tron and Discs of Tron. You have yeah, to have them both. And um, because I I want that joystick, dude. That fucking yeah. that, that that. I want just want to play the fucking the, the uh, speeder bike. Oh, yeah, I want to hear the sound effects from it. Yeah, you know, and you could just sit there and I just have it playing. Yeah, you know, that's fucking awesome, right? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And uh, there was a, it was an, oh, the Simpsons game arcade game. The Simpsons arcade game has really great animation in it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was hoping they were to put that on the Ninja Turtles cabinet because they're all Konami, but yeah. they didn't. I, I actually like what was it like second gen Marvel versus Capcom? Uh huh. Yeah, where it's more cartoony. Yeah. I, I love the animation style on that. It's like the same with Darkstalkers or uh-huh. anything else. There is Darkstalkers on one cabinet. It's the sit-down cabinet, the Pac-Man um, Black Limited. Uh-huh. And that one has like 15 games on it. It's got all the Final Fight games, uh-huh. Final Fi- Fight Cabinet games, and it's got Darkstalkers 1 on there. And it's got all the Street Fighters. Oh, that's what it is. It's got all the Street... Yeah. 
that one. It's got all the. It's got every single Street Street Fighter One original and all the Street Fighter Two, you know, turbos and all that shit. Soul Caliber. That's the other one. Soul Caliber yeah. One and Two. So it's got, got Dark Stalkers. You know, with the um, uh, it's pretty much a fighting game with you know classic uh, monsters. Yeah, it's That's it's one. essentially they took all of the uh, Marvel or or the Capcom yeah. guys and turned them into vampires and. If you've ever watched Doc's Dark Stalkers anime or whatever, yeah. they've got these chicks with the big boobs and, <laughs> yeah. and the tight clothes and the G-strings yep. and, you know, wings. Yeah. Also has Commando on there, too. So it's got all the Final Fight games, cabinet games on there, and it's got Commando added on, too. Oh, cool. So, and yeah, I mean, it's like 500 bucks because it's like limited and it's black. You have to order it straight from Arcade 1-Up. Huh. But it's cool. I, I want it. And it does a split screen thing so that, you know, from where you're sitting when you're playing Versus. Oh, okay. But I want that too. But it's like I don't want to pay five hundred bucks for it. Yeah, <laughs> so. I just right now I just want asteroids and uh, and Burger Time. Yeah, so. and so the and the Burger Time you have to order from Arcade One Up as well. So after tax and shipping, you're paying five hundred bucks for it. Yeah. So if you want it, you want it. I mean, like I said, I I don't I barely even play these. I just like them being there. Yep. You know, they're they're to me it's art. Yeah. You know, it's absolute art, and and I love it. So. And I want to. I want to do more. I really want to do more. So, um, <laughs> the, the yeah, the new uh, Revenge of Death Adder cabinet is going to have a light up marquee and every and you know cool shit. I, so I heard that the NBA Jam cabinet, um, depending on where you buy it from, because it, it, some have different features that come with it. One hell have like an NBA Jam stool that comes with it. Um, one has it where actually the whole joystick display lights up. Oh, cool. So yeah, there's all these different cool things. Um, yeah. You can get with it, but yeah, and and again, you can mod all this stuff too. So yeah, that's yeah. that's what's really great about it. So yeah, so I mean, let's get on our fucking movie reviews. <laughs> all right, so let's let's do this. Let's do the fan films first. All right, so we don't we're not doing a blinky this week. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. Um, we we kind of we we did Zatanna. If that one doesn't turn out as well as I think it's if that one doesn't turn out good <laughs> zoom tana yeah <laughs> there's a lot of background noise on that one um then we'll redo it we did multiple uh shorts and this all stemmed from years ago i don't know how many but several years ago there was an animation that uh, there was a guy that was working on an animation much like tie fighter uh but it was indiana jones and he was doing it to create a series, essentially, it was it's just a sizzle reel. So <clears throat> I want to get it right. So it's called the Indiana Jones Animated Adventures by Patrick Schoenmacher. Hold on a second. Shush. Three years ago, I don't know if it's the uh, famous archaeologist Indiana Jones is on a quest of a lifetime, but this time he is fully animated in his passion project by lifelong fan and artist Patrick Schoenmacher. Mocker, Schoenmaker, Schoenmacher. Schoenmacher. Over the course of five years, he crafted the opening sequence of what would be the TV series to make all other TV shows redundant, The Adventures of Indiana Jones. And join if you like it, please subscribe, whatever. So uh, his website is patrickschoenmacher.com. I'll put a link. But it's indie animated. And it's basically him going through all of these different adventures or you know scenes as it just transitions from Jungle Forest to... Uh, watching the Nazis try to bring people to life. Last Crusade on the tank. Yeah, Last Crusade, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom. But each one just transitions so well. Yeah, it does. So with everything that's been... So there's Temple, and then he ends up back at the uh, at the college. 
I don't know why this was never made into a series. It is so well done. And I really believe that an animated Indiana Jones style, even if they did it more like Clone Wars, yeah. would be so well received. I just, I don't, I don't get it myself. So Patrick Schoemacher is a character designer and animator based in the Netherlands. His work has been used in a wide range, wide, wide, <laughs> nice, Mike, wide range of fields, magazines, art prints, toys, short films, and feature animation. I aim to work closely together with each client to find the right design that captures the right appeal for the right audience. And you can check out his artwork. It's on his website. He has video. And that's really it that's on their website. But, again, he's he's um he's one of those guys like Mike Kunkel who did Hero Bear and the Kid. He also uh, helped design, um, uh, oh, what's that? What's the, he's on the Disney Channel. He was, uh, so, anyways, he, he's like Mike uh, Kunkel. And Mike Kunkel worked on El Americano, the movie Home on the Range, and uh, Kick Batowski, if you've ever seen Kick Batowski. Yeah. And he's also done uh, stuff like Billy Batson and the uh, Magic of Shazam, plus other other works. He's um he's pretty amazing. That's that's where I I put this this Patrick Schoemacher in with that group. Mike Kunkel worked at Disney. He's worked at a whole bunch of other animated places. He does his own thing, and. I love talking about animation, so it doesn't really matter. I love the wet. I I love I love the flow of animation. I love the flow of art when it looks like it's been it's been uh, basically Chuck Jonesed, where y- y- you could feel you can feel it through the pictures. Yeah, you know, like you you can see the action going through not not on TV, but like reading a comic, you can see the action and, and how it moves along through the page. It's it's so beautiful, especially when you have a style very similar to Chuck Jones or a style very similar to, you know, any of those other guys. Yeah. And you know what? I decided since this one uh, was so short, I wanted to add a few more onto it. <laughs> yeah. So I did a road to Valhalla with uh, Mad Max cause it's only a minute long. And uh, this animation is definitely nowhere near as, as good as the Indiana Jones, but it's cool. It looks like the guy did it all on his computer. It looks like, it reminds me of those little weird uh, meme interstitials that you can see, like sometimes as a screensaver. Meme interstitials. Yeah, I can't. I I don't know how to pull, you know properly describe them, but it looks kind of like how when they have those anime little cheap little anime cuts that just has a character sitting in front of something, and then like there's just a couple little things in the picture that are moving. Dude, you're so far off on that. Let me school you, son. Okay. So this road to Valhalla is everything that used to be the Commodore 64 or the Apple II or the PC in its inception. Uh-huh. So when you see all the bikes in the background, right, where I'm watching it right now, <clears throat> all of this stuff was done. It's, it very, it's very similar to uh, Sierra Games, if you ever remember the Sierra Games series, King's Quest and whatnot. Yeah. It's very similar to that. So when you're watching as, you know, he has green hair and purple uh, skin, <laughs> purple skin. Yeah. You know, all of the stuff that's happening to him. And in the background, you just see shadows and an explosion. That explosion is, is actually pretty technical. But everything that, that's done, you know, from him walking, and, you know, with the background just slowly moving, uh, if it moves at all. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It, it looks like it is. And it looks like he's moving, you know, from left to right. All of that stuff was basically just an animation tutorial. 
on what they used to do for these mid eighties, early to mid eighties games that you could play these adventure games. That's, that's where that comes from. Yeah. So, and, and you know what I was watching and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really into it. You know, I don't, I, it is what it is. I'm not really into it. There's too much pinks and blues and, and greens and this and that and the other thing. Was that like the, the limitations of the color palette on the system? Kind of, not really, but kind of, well, the, the more I watch it, I mean, it, technically, it's amazing. Yeah. The, the the bikes in the background, not just everything, but like all you're doing is seeing him up close in the foreground. Like in the movie, you know, certain specific scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything else is just a shadow. Uh, all the bikes, all the cars, all the things that, that are driving by yep. are just shadows with him in the foreground, with Max in the foreground, right? And that's what is good about this, you know? Take away the color, take away everything else. You know, I, I don't, I don't know exactly why he chose those specific colors, but you know what? It doesn't matter because artistically, I like it. Yeah. So yeah, it's on a, a page called Bounty Banana. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, it just was interesting that I, I, I just, you know, I wanted to throw it out there in a short. So the one that I do want to talk about is it the Order sixty six? That is it, dude. Order 66 looks like it came from the studio. Well, did you watch the behind the scenes? Yes, I did. You sent it to me and I watched it, yeah. All the layering and shit the guy did. That's fucking... So, Order 66 is a short Star Wars... uh, Short Star Wars. It's a Star Wars short film. Yeah. And... Hold on, I gotta bring up the page. All right. The title should be Order 66. As the Outer Rim sieges come to an end, Jedi Knight Nim Rossin and a small group of clones are called back to Coruscant, returning from a brief scout of the farming world Lamu. As they approach the Lat, L-A-A-T, the clones receive new orders. Now, as I'm watching this, as you see them walking, like, I thought this was all actors. Yeah, mo- like mocap or something, right? Yeah, or, you know, or at least uh, actors in costumes. Yeah. So as I'm watching it, you know, with the close-ups of the guns and everything else, I was just like, man, this is this is really fucking good. Yeah. So as I, I'm watching, I'm like, wait, let me let me get a closer look at this. I had to watch it a couple of times. So there's the Rodian, who's the Jedi, who's blocking it and jumping over everybody, and then he, you know, he wins. It'll get to that point. Hold on a second. Runs at him, slices the dude, pulls the other dude forward, and stabs him. Yep. I was hoping it would go all Yoda on him. <laughs> and then, boom, right there, stabs that dude, right? So, as this is going on, there's a scene where the camera pans, there it is right here, pans right by a stormtrooper who's dead. And I'm like, that looks like it's a fucking miniature. Yeah. Like, they used, it was this done stop motion animation? What's going on here? And it wasn't. It was. It's a short film. And then it shows up, and then you know, sun setting, which is very, very cinema esque, because then you have the bad guys show up, and they're the Inquisitors. Like I don't know why they would have the Inquisitors show up so quickly. That doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, let it go, because yeah, that's not that's not the reason we're doing this. I watched this. And then I watched the behind the scenes making of which you sent to me had that I hadn't even seen it. And it was done with the Unity engine. And it shows how they do the Unity engine stuff. The Unreal engine? Yeah, the Unreal Unity engine. It's the same engine that they're using for the Mandalorian. Yeah. So when 
when I'm watching that, when I'm seeing, and they show him, they show the guy that directed it with the camera, and, and as he's looking at everything, and you can see from the camera's perspective, up, down, left, right, you know, all the different pictures of the clones and all the models and everything else. It's amazing. This Unity engine, the way that they have it set up, is going to revolutionize the way movies are made. And not just because of what Star Wars is doing, but just because these people can now purchase a, this camera that plugs into the Unity model and they create models and all of a sudden you have you have movies that you weren't possible to be made with you you have movies that were not even remotely possible uh going that are going to be made very soon. So if this is where movies are going and we get more along these lines, I mean the technical aspect alone, just the layers that he had and the rendering that he has to do, I don't know how long it took him. Yeah. I mean, it took him a, a little bit of time. But with everything else that's going on, the the uh the idea with Everything behind this is going to be amazing because you can put care, you can put people into, you can put people into environments that you normally wouldn't be able to put them in. You know, you can put people, places, and things. You can do things like, oh, I don't know, entire Warhammer movies, Warhammer fantasy battle, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, all of this stuff. Just create the models and then film it at real speed. You know in real time and play and layer all the background in there. And you have, you just do it five, 10, 15 minutes at a time. And, and you have a fucking movie where you don't have to make miniatures. You don't have to make models. You don't have to have people come in and, and, uh, uh, audition, you know, you don't have to wait for them to have a good hair day or a bad hair day or whatever. Right. Yeah. You don't have to worry about if they're doing drugs or not. I mean, you can have them voice over, you can have them, you can have them do mocap, but you don't have to worry about all of that stuff. In fact, you don't have to even worry about paying your fucking actors because you can just mo make models. So you're saving however much money it is by not paying actors other than, you know, allowing them to uh, do voiceovers. Yeah. So you pay, you pay the voiceover fees, but es essentially that's it. This is amazing. It is. This is, this is revolutionary technology. Like I said, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't think this is a fan film. This is this is like this looks like a cutscene from from an EA game. Yeah, you know. And he used uh, Fallen Order stuff, you know, Jedi Fall EA Jedi Fallen Order uh, uh, characters, yeah. the stormtroopers and whatnot for this. So that's that's what the other thing is, and that's 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 a mod. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. So what's what's truly what's truly inspiring is knowing that this stuff is available. Yeah. And then so lastly, I sent the uh, <laughs> the animated Hulk, the she she Thor versus uh, Zombie Hulk. Yeah, not real big fan of that. I, I know that that was going to be the least out of all of them, but I, I love the animation. Don't 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 get it's me. It's got wrong. a Nickelodeon style animation to it. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. Uh, here's my problem with it. So you have she Thor versus Hulk Zombie, and my problem with this whole thing is. So we, we see the little lizard, and then we see, we pan up, and there it is. There's the problem. Boom. So why is it that she has titty plates and a bikini on? For flexibility purposes, I don't know. That's fucking <laughs> retarded. My, my whole problem with this is... Mm. I didn't even notice that shit. Completely I... over-sexualizing this yeah. whole Thor thing, 
And then, like, she'll jump around, and you see her boobs bounce, which, fine, that's normal yeah. with, with the boobs and stuff like that. But do we really need to see your cape flop out and then see your ass? Or see your thong? See? I, You know, I didn't even... I, I'm so used to, like, watching anime and stuff that I don't even notice that shit anymore because it's just become blatant, right? Right, but, I mean, if you're but gonna... You, you noticed it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just... I didn't even fucking notice it until you started pointing it out. Yeah, she's right. got thigh-high boots on. Yeah. She's like, you know, she's like every every... You don't see Thor with a six pack and a cod piece, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I get it. I get so, it. but you, you know, she Thor <laughs> in a in a fucking bikini. <laughs> I mean, look what they did with Tomb Raider. Sometimes, you know what I mean? It's it's dumb. I, I know. But the anim- aside from that, the animation's awesome. I love the background stuff. I love the fight scene. I love the Hulk and the way he looked. Have you ever seen Monkey Ninjas? No. It was these little mini short films that they would play at Chuck E. Cheese. On their big screen. Oh, I probably did. But. And it was fucking hilarious, dude. The Monkey Ninjas. And the animation style is almost exactly like this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, and then I, I can't take that seriously because the animator decide to sexy up and do, you know, chicks and chain mail. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. They decided to do chicks and chain mail, which was, it, it's, there is no rhyme or reason to it other than to, hey, you know. Look, I can draw. I can draw a nice ass. Yeah, you know. Other than that, that that's my whole that's my whole problem with it is we don't need it. You you didn't need to do the 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 overt sexualization of female Thor. She even has the shadow lines on her fucking ass, dude. Yeah, yeah. we didn't yeah. need that. It, it's it that's if you if you're trying to show off your animation style and you wanted to show that you can draw the female form, yeah, that's great, but. You could have shown it so that she was walking from her room or walking from Valhalla, you know, before she took the bridge. And then she was as she was putting on her armor, something like that. Make it more realistic. Yeah. So the um, the, the maker said that it gave special thanks to Sandro Corsaro from uh, who's the creator of Kick Bukowski uh-huh. as uh, inspiration. Yeah. So, so. um Hey, you know, I mean, it's other than yeah, the oversexualization. She, she, Thor versus Hulk zombie. It, it's a cool short uh, animated film that's on uh, YouTube. For, it's only three minutes yeah. long. So yeah, and and I'm not trying to bash the guys that did this. I'm really not. What I'm saying is that just it, I just wanted it to be a little bit more realistic in terms of of instead of her wearing a bathing suit, you know, <laughs> her actually wearing normal armor and and i understand that sometimes it's more difficult to animate that stuff but sometimes it's just you, it looks it, it. it looks obvious i mean it just looks obvious what they're doing yeah when it, when, when she's that skimpy yeah on the clothing. yeah so <laughs> so i mean if i'm fighting zombie hordes i, I want to have some cover on my on my skin yeah exactly <laughs> you i don't want to get bitten by you one you ever seen those movies where they actually fucking tape a phone book to their arms and shit so they don't get bit yeah <laughs> But yet she's fucking out like it's California Beach. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so those, yeah, those are the short films we saw, and I, you know what, I like these. I, I need to, we need to watch more of these, man. We just start like having a, ooh, how, what about a daily animated short film? Huh? We can do that. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah. um, but I think we're gonna call it tonight. Yeah. And then tomorrow or whenever. Yeah. Thursday. Uh, no, tomorrow because I got I got family Thursday. So yeah. All right. So tomorrow we'll do because I got to work tomorrow. No, I'm off tomorrow. I got to work Thursday. We'll do, yeah, we'll do a little compelled and finish off a uh, movie review. Yeah, we'll do we'll do one thing of compelled and then we'll do the movie reviews. Okay. So uh-huh. yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, I liked all the shorts. There was nothing about them that I 
really disliked. Yeah. There are some things that, you know, like the the only thing that I really had an issue with was was the the, Thor. the she Thor. Yeah, I also when I grabbed these, I wanted because you already had the Indiana Jones set up. Yeah, I wanted to grab things that were different that stood out animation style. It's like when you watch those um those short fr- film um collaborations where each one each segment's done by a different director, so it's in a completely different animation style. Like Spike and Mike. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to, I wanted to do that. Just, I think they need to bring back the Spike and Mike, but we need to bring it back like the sci-fi fan film, like uh like the like well it's the Spike and Mike cartoon festival, but do it this style. Yeah. You know, where you have where it's it's highlighting guys that, you know, do Star Wars and you know the sci-fi fantasy and and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I like these. I like these short films. They're cool. And the fact that people have to take the time to do them, good for them. Yep. So, all right. Thanks again, everybody. Have a good night. Bye bye. Bye.